Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online and Play Action Pools. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron and start of the new football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. And make sure you head over to the website or use the mobile device and sign up today for 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager is refunded up to $25, 100%. For new customers only, by signing up using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And exciting news our podcast is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sports we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up on our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select 10 highest-profile games of the week between NFL and college football, and whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Believe Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. What up, TCK Potters? Welcome back to the program. Appreciate you tuning back in to the TCK Pod. Welcome into week four, an exciting weekend of football in week three. Uh, tough loss for my Niners on Sunday Night Football. Last minute to Aaron Rodgers. Tough loss to Bobby's Giants. Tough loss to Jordan's Eagles on Monday Night Football. Tough loss to Bucky and Levy's Buccaneers. <laughs> 0 for 5 for all of our NFL teams, but I did go 7-1 in my eight leagues, cashed out a little bit in DFS, looking real good. So there's always plus and minus, right? Appreciate you hanging out with me. I'm going to bring you through the week four trade target. I got one player to trade for, one player to trade away. I've got a number of players on the hot seat. That's going to be our hot topic today, brought to you by Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. And then I have the week four waiver wires. I'm going to give you the Fantasy Pros consensus waiver wires and which players they have listed, right? They have 30, oh, excuse me. They have all the way down to 51 players listed. I'm going to go through about 10 of them and tell you my favorite 10 and give you a couple others. I am rolling solo, if you haven't found out already here. Bobby's going to bring you another episode of his player trends. We split it up a little bit this week. Um I made it a separate episode, but if you haven't heard yet um, some somber news, Mike Taglier of the Fantasy Pros passed away this last weekend. Uh, He had a few-week battle with COVID-19, and unfortunately, he came up short in that battle. 
after a number of weeks um, fighting. So Mike Taglier has passed away, unfortunately. Uh, if you've listened to any of my content over the years, you know that Mike uh, was my number one inspiration in all of this fantasy football. Um, was lucky enough to have him on my show in June to celebrate our 400th episode. He was super hyped to come on the episode and um, just really you know, kind of gave me some praise, which I needed uh, big time at the time. And um, I go into detail. I recorded about a 25-minute tribute to Mike, and um, it's a separate episode. If you haven't heard it yet, dial back one, and you can listen to that. Uh, unfortunately, again, Mike Teglier passes away over the weekend, uh, leaves behind his wife, Tabby, and his two children. Does have a GoFundMe set up. Scrolling across the bottom, you can find the link. If you would like to contribute to that, please do. You go to GoFundMe.com and support the Taglier family. You can find the fantasy football community and his friends and family in his personal life raised over six hundred and six. Excuse me, three hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars over the weekend to help with his medical expenses and to help his family move forward. If you'd like to contribute to that, please do. Uh, the TCK pod crew and the fantasy focus crew teams up on Sunday for our Sunday shows. And we contributed 100% of our proceeds from the super chat this last weekend to that as well. So I appreciate anybody contributing to that. And a lot of you made a super chat donation that had nothing to do with fantasy football. No question. You just, put in a few dollars, whatever you could to uh, contribute to Mike and his family. So we appreciate that. If you'd like to continue to do that, please again, go to GoFundMe.com and support the Taglier family. That's T-A-G-L-I-E-R-E, Taglier family. And you can contribute whatever donation you would like to privately there. All right. We are going to get into fantasy football though. Mike would want us to do that. And uh, again, if you'd like to hear my tribute, to Mike, who I had on the show uh, back in June for our 400th episode, biggest inspiration to me in fantasy football over the last five years, um, and just really a pillar in the community and an incredible, incredible uh, human being, as you have seen across the fantasy community um, over the last weekend. Uh, really tough loss for all of us, uh, and and an uh, incredible human being um, gone as well. So blessings out to the Taglier family and uh, Mike. We miss you, buddy. If you'd like to hear that, dial back another episode. But today we are going to talk about our week four waiver wire ads. Try to move on here. Mike would want us to uh, continue on with fantasy football, and that's what we're going to do in his honor here. So dedication to Mike, and uh, let's proceed. We do have a trade target that I'm going to get into. Again, we have some players on the hot seat, and I have your week four waiver wire pickups. Now, these are the players that I personally uh, prefer. Um, of course, there's many, many, many waiver wire pickup options, and they're all dependent on your league, right? If you're in a super flex league, you're going to be looking for more quarterbacks. If you're in a single quarterback league, you're not looking for quarterbacks. And guys like Matt Ryan, Daniel Jones, um, you know, I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, Sam Darnold even still. These guys are available on your single quarterback waiver wires. I'm in a league, a single quarterback league, where I have two top quarterbacks I'm not worried about, but Matt Stafford was available this particular week and because nobody wanted to play him going up against the Buccaneers, showed out for four touchdowns, right? So in a single quarterback league, you're not looking for quarterbacks. 
but if you're in Superflex, you would be. PPR, you're looking for different players than you are in a standard league. So, of course, and of course, you know, redraft and, and dynasty as well. But for those of you looking for waiver wire pickups, I want to get those to you ASAP so you can get in your bids. And if you're working with Fab, feel free to uh, jump in and, and let me know. If you're streaming live with me right now, we're on the Fantasy Focused Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter pages. Make sure to give us a like and subscribe on all those pages. We really appreciate it. Also, make sure to hit us up on YouTube if you're not already Fantasy Focused on YouTube. And we go live every single Sunday. And you can find us there for our Start Sit show. That starts three hours before kickoff every single Sunday. That's 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Western Time. The TCK Pod Boys, uh, Jordan, Bobby, and myself, we're all on the West Coast. And Bucky and Levy are on the East Coast. So we have everything going on for you. So make sure to check us out 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Every single Sunday morning for three hours streaming live start sit show on YouTube. And again, make sure to please subscribe. We appreciate it. Got some folks jumping in already. Uh, Want to give up to uh, LeBron's brain. Yeah. Um, shouts out uh, RIP tags. Appreciate that. Again, a lot of con- contributions this last weekend um, and loves out to tags on our Sunday show. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Looking for a wide receiver. I want to trade Hawkinson and Boyd for Juju. Oh, excuse me. I want to trade Hawkinson and Boyd or Juju for it. Okay, so you're looking for a wide receiver to go get with Hawkinson and Boyd or Juju. Well, LeBron's without knowing uh, who your other tight end is, because I would not just give away Hawkinson, obviously, but I assume you either have Kittle, um, Andrews at least, uh, or you just have Kelsey and Waller. Um, or maybe you're in a full flex league and you don't actually need a tight end. And then Boyd and Juju, PPR guys, but I, I get it, third options on their team. You know, somebody, um, and I'll get into my trade target, it's actually a, a wide receiver I'm looking to trade away. So this isn't a suggestion for you, but I would go look at Stephon Diggs. Um, Tyreek Hill is going to be expensive, but if they need a tight end, this might be a nice package for them. But uh, Tyreek Hill has been shut down two weeks in a row which you're just not going to see. The defenses have been incredible. The Ravens and the Chargers have done very well boxing in Tyreek Hill. I don't expect that moving forward. So if you can get Tyreek Hill in the cheap, now's the time to do it. Nuke Hopkins might be a guy. Oh, you have Diggs. Okay, I see that full flex. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Nuke Hopkins might be another guy there uh, as well. Um, Mike Williams, I think you might be able to get for maybe just Boyd and Juju or just Hawkinson. So I wouldn't sell the farm for Mike Williams only because he has the injury concern. Um, obviously you're gonna have to pay up, but maybe somebody doesn't believe that Cooper Cup is gonna keep this up. I do. I had Cooper Cup ahead of Robert Woods preseason. I do. I also think Calvin Ridley is eventually gonna get it together here for this offense. He's getting the targets, he just hasn't scored. AJ Brown is gonna be out now, probably a couple of weeks with an injury. I would look at Julio Jones as well. Again, I don't even think you need to do this entire package for Julio Jones, but that's another guy I would look at that people aren't necessarily convinced on uh, right now. So those are some names I would go look at. Obviously, some guys more expensive than others. Keenan Allen is another one because the hype is on Mike Williams right now. Maybe you can go capitalize on the Keenan Allen, who's getting the same amount of work, just not scoring the touchdowns. A lot of times those even out. So those are some recommendations there for you, LeBron's. I'm going to get into my trade target now here. And let me 
let me jump into this. And again, if you're just tuning in, I am rolling solo today. So uh, there is no co-host. If you're on the podcast side, you're like, where's Bobby at? Where's Jordan at? Where's somebody else? It's just me solo today. Bobby's going to come at you with another episode of his player trends that we bring to you. We split it up this week because they did that tribute to Mike as well. So Bobby's going to come at you separately. But let me get into my players to trade for and player to trade away. If you're on the screen, you already see the answers here. But on the podcast, a player I'm looking to trade for right now is Saquon Barkley. Now, you may be thinking, how the hell am I going to get Saquon Barkley? Or you're thinking, why would I want Saquon Barkley? Right. That's exactly why I want to go get him right now. The idea of Saquon is something that I wasn't into, right? You heard me all offseason. I was fading Saquon. He was my RB13 preseason, right, in rankings. Everybody had him still up in the top six, seven, eight. I had him at 13. He's currently PPR RB22, so he still hasn't hit that. But he's trending up. And that's what I want. I want to buy a player low as they ascend, right? Buy low as they ascend, and I want to sell high as they decline. So Saquon Barkley, week one against the Denver Broncos, who have turned out in the last three weeks to be a great defense all around. We knew they were going to temper his load. They certainly did. Ten rushing attempts, just 26 yards, and he had one reception on three targets. No good. Next week at Washington. Also, they've been struggling a little bit more than I think we – would want from them but nonetheless still a good defense at washington right it's a shootout 30 29 washington gets that last second field goal from dustin hopkins as we saw 13 attempts 57 yards three targets two receptions ramps up a little bit more okay week three though right that was a thursday night he had 10 days to get ready for atlanta on sunday at home week three on sunday Giants lose again. Young Waku <laughs> beats him on a field goal, right? But 16 attempts. So he's gone from 10 to 13 to 16, right? 51 yards, 3.2 yards per carry. Still don't love that, right? But he did score a touchdown finally. That helps in fantasy football. Now here's the difference maker. Week three, seven targets. Seven targets. He had three in week one and three in week two. Seven targets in week three. Six receptions. 43 yards. Didn't score through the air, but he scored on the ground. 21 and a half PPR fantasy points in week three. 21 and a half. All right. Now that's not Saquon Barkley from 2018, but that is going to be top 10 weekly, right? He's going to have top five upside if he scores another touchdown or he can get that rushing up. But what I like to see here is that's 22 touches, six carries, excuse me, 16 carries, six receptions, 22 touches. For 94 yards, solid. You want him over 100, I know, but it's Saquon. He's coming off the injury. Like, let's play it slow here. 94 yards, and he did have a touchdown. So if you run it out that way, right, 22 touches, 94 yards, and a touchdown, you'll take that all every week from your running back. That, I think, is going to start being the floor from Saquon. Now, again, I'm not going to be shy here because some of you are going to be like, dude, what the hell? You just told me not to draft him. You're right. I did, and I don't (laughs) – I'm not saying I didn't, right? But the importance of fantasy football is changing your tone as the season goes along. There's some guys that I loved coming in who are not producing, and I have to move away from them. There's some guys that I didn't love, like Saquon Barkley, that I'm like, okay, now we're a month into the season. Now he's healthy. Okay, now I'm willing to get him on my squad. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I was telling you to do. 
right? Don't draft him high because you're going to burn a first-round draft pick or a top second-round draft pick. He's going to burn you for three weeks, and you're going to be 1-2, and 0-3 oh because your top uh, draft pick isn't performing. That's not what you want to do, right? You want to get another stud, win a couple of matches, and then go buy Saquon Barkley while he's on the cheap. Now, he's that window is closing. If you don't get it this week, he could pull a Saquon and score two touchdowns or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's it's over. So the window is closing. But Saquon is somebody that I'm willing to go look out for an offer on, right? Go look at somebody that had a hot week, Najee Harris, 19 targets, right? Go see if somebody wants Najee Harris, right? Zeke Elliott even, Saquon Barkley. You make that trade, I think it will benefit you in the long run. Now, do not expect big rushing performances because that offensive line is still horrible, but they're going to use him out of the backfield, seven targets, six catches. I love that. And he's going to get 15 to 20 carries as well. And if they ever get to the red zone, it'll be Saquon. And Daniel Jones is playing quite well. Look at Saquon Barkley, trade for Saquon Barkley. Now on the flip side, unfortunately, this is a guy that I loved coming in and I'm trying to hold faith, but I'm having a very hard time. Allen Robinson. Wide receiver for the Chicago Bears is the player I'm looking to trade away. Came in. Allen Robinson was a top 10 wide receiver for me. He was consensus ECR, expert consensus ranking throughout the industry. Top 10 wide receiver, especially in PPR leagues. Everybody was thinking, okay, Andy Dalton's going to be fine, right? Which he wasn't. They hyper-target him. Over 150 targets two years in a row with the Bears and Matt Nagy. Okay, that's good. Never been a huge yardage guy. Never been a huge touchdown guy. But we like volume in the third round, the fourth round in PPR leagues. Well, Andy Dalton was going to leave eventually, which we saw. And Justin Fields, first-round quarterback from Ohio State, a lot of hype. He's going to be the guy to come in. He's the one more accurate downfield. He's the guy that's going to be able to feed out Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. He's the one that's going to keep this offense buzzing, right? He gets pressured. He's going to run for a first down. Boom, pick up another four downs. Let's, you know, run and gun it, right? Yikes. (laughs) Week one versus Cleveland did not look good. Miles Garrett had four and a half sacks by himself. Justin Fields was sacked eight times. Now, rookies get sacked. Peyton Manning was horrendous as a rookie. All right, we see it all the time. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is going to be a bust, but week one did not look good. And what's even worse is Matt Nagy come out after the game, right, and to save his own ass, basically said it's going to be Andy Dalton when he's healthy. Might even be Nick Foles. Let's not forget Nick Foles is on this team. Might even be Nick Foles. And Justin Fields is out there if we need him. That shows me no confidence in this coach. Matt Nagy, man, I had really high (laughs) – I had really high expectations for him coming out of that Andy Reid tree and blah, 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 Kansas City. I'm not impressed. I think Justin Fields is going to be great long-term. I think Allen Robinson is great by himself. I love Darnell Mooney as well. I love David Montgomery. This Bears team has a good offense. Cole Komet as well. Matt Nagy's holding him back, and it's holding Allen Robinson back. His performances so far have been dreadful. Dreadful. Wide receiver, 60 three through three weeks PPR wide receiver 63 week one at the Rams 11 targets love that right love that first Sunday night game of the year we all saw it 11 targets some of them overthrown whatever it's Andy Dalton 11 targets six catches 35 yards 
5.8 yards per reception. That's insane. It's like hard to do. All right, this is Juju numbers. <laughs> Al Robinson is a move the sticks kind of guy. He's a touchdown upside guy, right? He's a 10 to 15, 20 yard performance play. 11 targets, six catches, 35 yards. Week two versus Cincinnati, Andy Dalton revenge game. Four targets, two catches, 24 yards. He does catch a touchdown, right? He dropped another one, but he catches a touchdown, but two catches for 24 yards. Obviously not going to get it done. Week three, going up against Cleveland. Now we got Justin Fields. Andy Dalton gets hurt. We get Justin Fields coming in. Lots of hype. Let's see what we can do. Six targets, two catches, 27 yards. No touchdown. Bears get blown out at Cleveland. Now I've seen some silver lining going around that at least Allen Robinson was the primary target for Justin Fields' 20 attempts. <laughs> but look, man, if he's throwing the ball 20 times, it doesn't matter who it is. You need to see 30, 35 pass attempts. I want 11 targets every game from Allen Robinson, which is what we had last year. And they were ugly targets, but you had targets. At this point, I would rather have 11 ugly targets and hope that he catches six of them a game and does something with them than have four targets, six targets, two catches in back-to-back weeks. Dreadful. I love Allen Robinson. Love him as a player. I love him long-term. He's a buy super-duper cheap in Dynasty and just eat it if you can. If you can get him as your like wide receiver th- four or five right now and you have the other depth elsewhere and you can just sit him until they figure it out, I would do that on the cheap because I think eventually he's going to explode, but it's not happening now. And get out while it's on fire. Another guy, I'm trying to hold faith here because the offense is incredible, but the other guy I was going to put in this is Robert Woods. Cooper Cup is the number one wide receiver in PPR fantasy. He's the number one player in PPR overall, including quarterbacks. Robert Woods is distant. He's in the 50s as well, 50s, 60s, depending on your format. Robert Woods and Allen Robinson were both my like automatic round three, round four PPR monsters, perfect wide receiver three with a big running back or whatever. If you if you got the that pairing on your squad, you're you're tanking right now. So move on while you can. They're great players. I think they turn it around. That's what you can convince your trade mate for. Me right now, I'd rather see them exceed on someone else's team and know that, okay, you know, they brought it back. Then keep them and just bomb and bomb and bomb on my own squad. So I'm trading for Saquon Barkley, who I didn't like coming in, but now I do. And I'm trading away Allen Robinson, who I loved coming in, but I no longer do unfortunately. So that is the trade targets segment here. Next one getting into, I want to bring in our hot topic of the day, and that's going to be putting the players on the hot seat. This hot topic is brought to you by bomb banana hot sauce, bomb banana hot sauce. Ladies and gentlemen, you go to seekthespice.com. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of your order. That's banana based hot sauce, not banana flavored, banana based, absolutely delicious. This is for good friends out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, went to university of Michigan, shouts out to the Wolverines, came up with something different, right? Started making hot sauce out of bananas, absolutely dynamite, seek the spice, 
banana-based.com. Banana-based hot sauce, not banana-flavored. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off. Now, we go to the hot topic here, and these are going to be players that are on the hot seat, right? Usually weekly when – and Bobby and I will be back at it together next week. Usually I read off a number of players to Bobby, right? And I just say, hey, man, this guy, Big Ben is someone I'm going to talk about. Big Ben. On the hot seat, panic or patience? Are you panicking because he looks like shit and you're trying to get rid of him? Or are you patient because he looks like shit, but maybe he's turning it around? Maybe the situation is getting better like Saquon Barkley, right? So panic or patience? These are players on the hot seat that I'm concerned about, and I'm either trying to trade four on the cheap or trade away before everything goes up in flames. So the hot topic brought to you by Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Once again, seekthespice.com. On the hot seat, quarterbacks, Big Ben, Matt Ryan, Jalen Hurts. Big Ben, I'm I'm absolutely panicking. I don't I think I have him on, I do. I have him on one super flex team because you just need quarterbacks. I have not played him yet, though. Um, he's my third, fourth option when we get to bye weeks. He might be benched by, by the time. We get to bye weeks. Um, Looked absolutely horrendous on Sunday up against the Bengals, who he has owned for 20 years in that division. The Bengals, to their credit, playing very well, beat up on Big Ben, shut him down quickly. They were without Deontay Johnson. Najee Harris had 19 targets out of the backfield. That's the most by any running back since 2018 in Alvin Kamara. Second most all-time to a running back. 19 targets. That's obviously not going to happen again, but what that tells me is, they had no run game because they have no deep pass game. So they have to dunk everything out, right? Lost Juju early. Deontay Johnson was out. Chase Claypool's a deep threat, right? Rayburn McLeod was in there. He's a deep threat. So they're going to Najee Harris the whole game. It's not going to move the ball. I'm absolutely panicking about Big Ben. If you're in a single quarterback league, drop him. If you're in a streaming super flex situation, you know, move off of him if you can, but no one's going to purchase, you know, no one's going to buy him from you. So just stash him on your bench and hope it gets better. Matt Ryan, this one's tough. I'm panicking because it's so bad in Atlanta, but Arthur Smith, while it's not clicking in Atlanta yet, did go pretty well with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee for a few years. Ryan Tannehill and, and Matt Ryan are similar ish quarterbacks. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill has more mobility, but I think the Falcons have the talent to turn it around. Kyle Pitts will show up eventually. Calvin Ridley is that man. He can absolutely get it done if they give him more opportunities. They don't have much of a run game, right? And they're in a shootout every single game in the second half. So Matt Ryan is somebody that I'm dropping in single quarterback leagues, but I'm hanging on to in super flex leagues. I'm not fully panicking, but I'm also not patient. You get one or two more duds, just cut bait, right? Julio's not there anymore. Matt Ryan has never produced without Julio Jones. Next up, Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. They had an ugly performance against the Cowboys. But if you watch that game, which I'm assuming most of you did on Monday Night Football, drops, 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 penalties, holding, right? I counted like five first downs that the Eagles had via the pass. Jalen Hurts got out of the pocket, found an open guy, made a nice throw. The Eagles picked up a first down, and it was called back via holding five times at least. That's all that I remember. There's probably more of them. Offensive fast interference, illegal linemen downfield, illegal formations, 
too many men on the field. I mean, it was just, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And Jalen Hurts, of course, suffers from that. Now, <laughs> he has that rushing upside, right? I played him in a league. He still put up 24 fantasy points for me, and he had an absolutely horrendous game. So if his floor is 20 pa- fantasy points, we know what his ceiling is. We saw it last year against the Cardinals, right? 40-plus fantasy points. I see that happening. There are more guys starting to show up. Greg Ward caught a touchdown. Quez Watkins looks excellent. We know about Devonta Smith. Zach Ertz looks good. Dallas Goddard dropped about three balls in this game. Kenny Gainwell looks good out of the backfield, right? There are options in this offense. They just got to get it to click. And Dallas's defense is the truth. Micah Parsons and Dan, Dan Quinn have really changed that around. So, shouts out to the Cowboys, but I am patient with Jalen Hurts. If he's a quarterback you can go get in Superflex Leagues, I would absolutely go do that right now. A couple of running backs here. Jonathan Taylor, Tyson Williams, Nick Chubb. Jonathan Taylor, I am panicking. 23 touches in week one, 16 in week two, 11 in week three. My man is trending the wrong way, right? He is trending the wrong way. 23 touches week one, 16 week two, 11 in week three. Naheem Hines is getting work. He had a great day on Sunday, right? Marlon Mack still in, the, still in the area. Carson Wentz looks terrible. I mean, he's hurt. You know, nothing he can do. But they're also trying to, to fire downfield. That defense isn't as good as we thought it was going to be, so it's not as run heavy. I'm worried about Jonathan Taylor. And look, to Mike Tagliere's credit, you know, I'm going to throw him a bone here. To Mike Tagliere's credit, this summer he came on my show in June, episode 400, and I asked him about a couple of players that he was – totally out on and he was totally in on one of the players he was totally out on that the rest of consensus was in on was Jonathan Taylor and at the time I was like dude what are you talking about it's a first round running back we saw him last year in the year incredibly he's like yeah but everybody's talking about David Montgomery's easy schedule and that's why he ended up so well at the end of the year nobody's talking about Jonathan Taylor the same thing he doesn't have that now Quentin Nelson's been hurt. His starting quarterback's hurt, right? He's got Naheem Hines. He's got Marlon Mack back, right? T.Y. Hilton's not even in yet. If he does come back, that's going to be another knock on him. Jonathan Taylor will have big games. He's going to have big runs. He's a guy that you should keep on your team if you're hurting at running back. But if you can move him right now, I would. I would move off of Jonathan Taylor. I passed on him in a keeper league, and I ended up keeping Calvin Ridley. So I'm going to talk about him in a second. Hasn't been much better, but I passed on keeping Jonathan Taylor on Tags' request, and so far I'm happy about it. Tyson Williams, five carries, five carries. He was my start of the week at running back last week. He was most of the industry start of the week going up against Detroit, who got manhandled by the 49ers, manhandled by the Packers, nothing by the Rins. Lamar Jackson gets his, but Tyson Williams did not. Five carries at Denver next week. I'm out. I'm not playing Tyson Williams next week at all. And if he doesn't produce again, I'm shipping him out. Absolutely. Nick Chubb. This one's tough. I put him in panic or patience because he hasn't exploded yet. And Kareem Hunt has. 22 carries last week. 22 carries. No touchdown. Now, Nick Chubb, we know we need that touchdown or two. Now, he's got three on the year because he doesn't catch many passes. I'm I'm patient with Nick Chubb. He's Nick Chubb, right? That being said, Nick Chubb for Saquon Barkley, 
Ooh, straight up, I'd probably still lean Nick Chubb because I know the offense is there. I know the offensive line is there. I know Nick Chubb is there. I know the play calling is there. But in full PPR leagues, it's tough, man. It's tough. If we're going to get seven targets from Saquon and 16 attempts is his floor, Saquon might be better in full PPR. Half or standard, I'm going to go with Chubb. But Chubb for Saquon is definitely a trade you can make right now. It might be worth it. Keep an eye on that. For most circumstances, though, I'm hanging on to Nick Chubb. Be patient. He just didn't get the touchdown this week. Calvin Ridley, New Hopkins, and we already talked about Allen Robinson as my wide receivers that are on the hot seat. Calvin Ridley, eight targets in week one, 10 targets in week two, 11 targets in week three. I'm being patient with Calvin Ridley. I just talked about Matt Ryan. Very frustrating. I understand. Look, I've got him in multiple leagues. He was one of my guys this year. One of my bold predictions early this season was that he would be the number one wide receiver, so I drafted him all over the place. It's been very frustrating. Yet to have 100 yards, right? He led the NFL in air yards last year with over 2,000. They're just not using him that way anymore. Now, that was a dirt cutter offense. This now is um, this is what the Titans used to run, right? Arthur Smith wants to run, run, and then play action. And then they get behind by so much because the defense is terrible that they just have to let it go and throw the whole second half. That's when Calvin Ridley gets his work. But he scored a lot of touchdowns in his first couple of years in the league. Played well without Julio, played well with Julio. Matt Ryan, he have a connection. They just need to open up this offense a little bit. So I'm hanging on to Calvin Ridley. New Hopkins, all right, eight targets, four targets, six targets. Don't like this at all. Calvin Ridley's targets are ascending. I like that, right? They're going up 8, 10, 11. New Hopkins, this is a dude that should have 10 targets a week. He's got 8, 4, and 6. 8 for 83 in week 1. 4 for 54 in week 2. 6 for 21 last week. Now, he was a little bit beat up. It's still early. But, man, Kyler's Kyler, dude. Kyler's playing out of his mind, and New Hopkins isn't. A.J. Green having big games. Rondale Moore is the new hotness, right? James Conner playing well in the red zone. Chase Edmonds catching balls out of the backfield. Christian Kirk catching balls, right? Multiple touchdowns. Kyler Murray running the ball himself. They just don't need DeAndre Hopkins to be the alpha, which is what he has been so good at over his years. All those years as a Texan and, and last year as a Cardinal, they don't need him to be that guy. For a guy like New Hopkins and Allen Robinson, who rely on volume, that's a problem. I'm trying to move off of New Hopkins if I can. If I can package New Hopkins for somebody else, you know, go for, like I mentioned a couple, uh, you know, early on in the episode here, for a Diggs, Tyreek, um, Justin Jefferson, you know, Nuke for DK straight up, I would do that, Right. I would maybe trade Nuke for like Julio and then a wide receiver four or running back three in place or something like that for depth. Try to make that trade. I would move Nuke if you can. Now, he's still a top-end wide receiver, so don't just give him away. But I would move him if you can. Be careful there with DeAndre Hopkins. A couple tight ends, and we'll move on here to the waivers. Kyle Pitts. See a theme here with the Atlanta offense? <laughs> Matt Ryan. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, eight targets in week one, six targets in week two, three targets in week three. No touchdowns yet on his NFL career. Now, 
I'm patient because the talent's there. I also do not have him personally in eight leagues. I do not have him in one. I did not draft Kyle Pitts in any league. In dynasty leagues, if I had a top three pick, I drafted Najee Harris, Javante Williams, or Jamar Chase over Kyle Pitts. I do not have him in eight leagues. But if you do, I would hang on to him. What he can do with the ball in his hands is only something that very few athletes in the NFL can, especially the tight end position. The touchdowns will come. The offense, I think, will get better as they gel. They're building off of a win now. They beat the Giants, so maybe it's a little momentum. I'm hanging on to Kyle Pitts. If you do get rid of him, you know, get a Hawkinson and Andrews, a Kittle back. Don't just give him away for Noah Fant or Robert Tunyon or Logan Thomas, okay? The upside is not there with those guys. It's there with Pitts. Be patient. Then New England tight ends. This is just kind of a streaming situation, but we had a lot of high hopes because of this whole Gronkowski-Hernandez things from 2011. Each tight end had six targets last week, right? But they seem to switch every week on who's the guy. Hunter Henry is the guy, then it's John Smith, then it's John Smith, then it's Hunter Henry, then it's neither of them, then it's both of them. I'm I'm not excited about this offense in general. Jacoby Myers is the guy I'm going to talk about in two seconds about the waiver wires. He's the guy I want. I don't want the running backs. With my boy James White out, I don't want the running backs. I don't want the pass catchers. I don't want Mac Jones. Maybe Jacoby Myers. That's about it for the Patriots. So, again, players on the hot seat for me, think twice, either – Sell them while you can, or go ahead and buy low. Big Ben, Matt Ryan, Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, Tyson Williams, Nick Chubb, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and then Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry from the Patriots. And once again, that was our hot topic, hot seat, brought to you by Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, banana-based, not banana-flavored. Seekthespice.com. Use the promo code TCK to get 10% off of your order. All right, y'all. Let's dive into our waiver wire. So this is the top four. Well, it's a week four, I say top 10 waiver wire pickups. Now, I'm not going to go through every one of the uh, the fantasy pros ones because there's just a shit ton, right? They have so many names on here. It's absolutely ridiculous. But I will give you a number of each of their top positional, okay? And then I'll break down the ones that I'm spotlighting personally. At wide receiver, they rec- Fantasy Pros recommends in this order at wide receiver. Jacoby Myers of the Patriots, Emmanuel Sanders of the Buffalo Bills, Tim Patrick of the Broncos, Brian Edwards of the Raiders, Michael Hardman of the Chiefs, Marquez Calloway of the Saints, Hunter Renfro of the Raiders, Terrace Marshall, of the Panthers, Zach Pascal of the Colts, and Jalen Reger of the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the top 10 wide receivers that they recommend. The ones I recommend are Jacoby Myers of the Patriots, 14 targets in week three. They no longer have James White out indefinitely with a hip injury. I'd be looking to spend about 10% of my fab on Jacoby Myers. Nobody this week, I want to make this clear, nobody this week, and I will get to Chuba Hubbard, (laughs) nobody this week is worth a number one waiver claim. I'm going to throw that out there. Even if you're CMC manager, Chuba Hubbard is not worth a number one waiver claim, in my opinion. 
you can deal with your own leagues. In my opinion, nobody here is worth burning your number one waiver claim. If you have it, I would hold on to it. Let waivers pass. There's plenty of other options you can pick up for, for free. If you're rolling fab, I would go 10% for Jacoby Myers of the Patriots. Again, 14 targets, no James White. They're going to need him over the middle. Still yet to score a touchdown in his career, but that'll come. Next up, I have Emmanuel Sanders of the Bills. He's a deep threat for the Buffalo Bills. I mentioned last week he was getting targeted deep, but Josh Allen hadn't quite connected yet. He certainly did this last week. Four touchdowns, right? Or five touchdowns, excuse me, and he had Emmanuel Sanders for two. I would look for 10 to 15% on Emmanuel Sanders as well if you're looking for a deep threat option, right? He's getting the targets, getting the receptions, yardage, and he's a touchdown threat as well. Look at Emmanuel Sanders. Next wide receiver I'd be looking at here is Tim Patrick, right? A couple weeks ago, and Bobby and I will wear this. I think the process was right, but it didn't work out, and that's on us. We told you to go get KJ Hamler, not Tim Patrick. And it was because KJ Hamler was taking the slot over Jerry Judy. And that was the case. But Tim Patrick happened to score the touchdown that week. KJ Hamler did not. And now KJ Hamler's out. He's out for the season. So Tim Patrick is that guy. He's the number two in Denver behind Cortland Sutton with Judy out and now KJ Hamler out. So until Judy comes back, Tim Patrick's that guy. Played well down the stretch last year. Had a couple of touchdowns. Had one again on Sunday. Go get Tim Patrick as well. Finally, at wide receiver, I'd be looking at Rashad Bateman. Has yet to play. Rookie for the Baltimore Ravens. He has not played yet. But he is eligible to come off of IR this week. Could be practicing. Even if he doesn't play this week, and I probably wouldn't start him this week anyway. I want to see what he's got and make sure he's healthy in this offense. But... Stash him on your bench and put him on your IR. Excuse me. If you can pick him up for free, put him on your IR. You'd be good to go in the next couple weeks. I have him in as many leagues as I possibly can. He's on my IR everywhere. So go get Rashad Bateman. Hollywood had three crucial drops on Sunday. Hollywood Brown. Three crucial drops. Okay. A couple of running backs here. Chuba Hubbard. Again, Kenny Gainwell of the Eagles. Peyton Barber of the Raiders. And after that, I mean, it's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, Tony Jones, again, you have a bunch of handcuffs and stuff, so I'm not worried about that. So the top three running backs, let's just go right to Chuba Hubbard here. I want Chuba on my team. If I can get him on my team, I like that. Again, though, if I have the number two, number three waiver claim, I would put that in for Chuba Hubbard. I'm not going to put the number one claim in, though, and the reason is, A, he's not going to be Christian McCaffrey, okay? Mike Davis took the league by storm last year. He wasn't Christian McCaffrey. Nobody is Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be the backup once Christian comes back, and he will be back. Christian's not on the IR. That's important here. He can come back in two weeks if he's ready, right? Chuba Hubbard may only be a one-week fill, maybe two, maybe three at max, and then Christian comes back, I think, unless we hear otherwise. He's not going to be the bell cow like Christian is. They want a committee. Look for my man Royce Freeman, right, on the cheap, maybe even free once waivers claim, because he's also on that squad. Right, he might be the one to get for cheap. Everybody spent up for Elijah Mitchell, burned him. Eh, I mean, he was okay, but he wasn't what you wanted him to be for multiple weeks because he got hurt and then he was out. Okay, so everybody spent up for Trey Sermon. He accidentally scored a touchdown late in the game, but he wasn't what you wanted either. These handcuffed running backs are not Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard. Okay, those guys are a different level of handcuffs. We've been saying that in fantasy for five years. Not every backup is going to be the starter. That's not how it goes. Madison's incredible. Pollard is incredible. They'd be starters on other teams. 
These other guys, Chuba Hubbard, right? Elijah Mitchell, six-round pick. Trey Sermon looks like he's running in sand, third-round pick. Just not the guy. Be careful with Chuba Hubbard this week. All right, let me get to some quarterbacks here in Superflex Leagues, and then I'll give you some uh, DSTs. A couple quarterbacks. Sam Darnold, let's stick with the Panthers here. Over 300 passing yards in two of the last three games. He's got Dallas, Philadelphia, and Minnesota coming up. Sammy D looks excellent. According to Fantasy Pros, their quarterbacks are Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, and Taylor Heineke. If you really need somebody, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, some of these really deep names. But the two I want to focus on here are Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, 20 fantasy points in two of the last three games. He's got the rushing upside, and he's minimizing turnovers this year. He has three fumbles, which is Daniel Jones, but no interceptions yet. And I don't want to jinx him, but no interceptions. He's playing a lot more care, careful football. He obviously has a rushing upside, 95 rushing yards two weeks ago. Should have been 100-plus, call back on a penalty. Pick up Daniel Jones, pick up Sam Darnold. I like them both. Sam Darnold in a six-point per passing touchdown league. Daniel Jones in a four-point per passing touchdown league. Both great for two QB and super flex, but they're probably on your roster already. So go ahead and stream these guys if you need to. Let's get into some DSTs. I don't really have a tight end this week. Um, Evan Ingram is available in about 70% of leagues. He's finding some work finally. Tyler Conklin had a big day for Minnesota. You can look at him. Dawson Knox caught a touchdown. Austin Hooper caught a touchdown. If you're streaming tight end, you're looking at matchups anyway. Now, DSTs. Look at the Saints going up against the Giants. I just praised Daniel Jones, but he's still Daniel Jones. The Saints defense is very good and they could make a mess of Daniel Jones. So I like the Saints this week. I like the Titans at the Jets, right? Unfortunately, Zach Wilson has been had a very tough time so far in his NFL career. I like the Titans versus the Jets. Likewise, Trevor Lawrence has not looked very good yet on consistency. The Say what you want about Big Ben, but the Bengals just made you know a joke out of the Steelers' offense. That should be good. Um, Now they get the Jags, and I like the Bengals here a little bit as well. And then also look at the Washington football team. They may have been dropped because they haven't been top tier, and they were drafted as such. Let's go ahead and look at the Washington football team going up against the Falcons in Atlanta. I'm not as crazy about that one because we know there's going to be garbage time at the end, and Matt Ryan could run it up late and get a couple cheap touchdowns, and then your fantasy team gets blown away. But if Washington football team is available – you could do worse, I think. They still have the talent. They just haven't been playing great yet. So Saints DST, Tennessee DST, Bengals DST, and the football team if available as well. Some other players in order. This is who I would like. Jacoby Myers, Emmanuel Sanders, Chuba Hubbard. So Chuba Hubbard's number three for me. Jacoby Myers, Emmanuel Sanders, Chuba Hubbard. And then I'm going to look at Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones if I need a quarterback. And also Tim Patrick and Rashad Bateman who you could pick up. Rashad Bateman, again, may not even be eligible this week, but pick him up a week early, eligible to return from IR. Also look for a guy like Jeff Wilson, who can return from IR in the next couple of weeks as well. You want to get ahead of the curve on that too. All right, we had the trade targets. We had players on the hot seat. We had the week four waiver ads. And that's going to do it for this episode here. Again, we usually do player trends in this segment as well. Bobby's going to do that for you on his own episode. So we'll drop that for you. Let Bobo go solo. Once again, if you have not, and you maybe missed the front part of the show here for streaming live, or if you're on the podcast side and you want to hear it again, please make sure you 
take a look at GoFundMe and the support Taglier family uh, and throw a contribution to Mike Taglier's family, his wife, Tabby, and his kids. Mike Taglier, better known as Tags from Fantasy Pros, passed away this last weekend after a battle with COVID-19. If you can, please be sure to contribute to Mike Taglier. Also, make sure to join us on Sunday morning. We've had such a great time the last three weeks with everybody. You know, this Sunday was pretty rough because Mike had passed away and it was pretty somber, but we got through it and we had a great time. We, you know, contributed a ton of money um, to help out, right? And uh, hopefully we can do that moving forward. So if you'd like to get your start sit questions into us right before kickoff, join us every single Sunday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific. And join us for Start Sit streaming right here on the Fantasy Focused YouTube page. Make sure to stream live on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that bell, let us know what we can do to improve for you. We would love to obviously make this uh, show as best as we possibly can for you all so we can uh, make it happen. So I appreciate everybody for hanging on here. It's a solo episode. We don't do many of these anymore, but um Wanted to give my condolences and respects to Mike Taglier. So I did that in a previous episode. If you'd like to hear that, dial it back on the podcast or look it, uh, look it up on the, the YouTube there, uh, a tribute to Tags. And uh, I kind of share my personal story there and my relationship and inspiration from Tags. Um, incredible human being, uh, incredible inspiration in the fantasy football space and will be missed greatly. I appreciate you all. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're sitting at three and one or or three and zero oh and two and one. Even if you're at one and two or zero oh and three, remember it's just week three. We got seventeen this year, so stay with it. I appreciate everybody hanging out with me once again. My name is Sky Guasco. You can find me on Twitter at Sky Guasco. My handle S K Y G U A S C O. You can find me on Instagram at Fantasy Football underscore T C K Pod. You can find the Fantasy Focused crew on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, and on Twitter, all at Fantasy Focused, Fantasy underscore Focused. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. We appreciate the support there. And again, make sure to join us on Sunday for Start Sits. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Once again, SeekTheSpice.com, 10% off of your order with the promo code TCK. Banana-based hot sauce, not banana-flavored. And I want to give a shout out, of course, to the Believe Podcast Network, Bet Online, and Play Action Pools. All of our sponsors that help us keep the show going. Much, much love to all of them. So I appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out. I know I'm a little uh, down as far as my enthusiasm. It's been a pretty deep weekend for me um, with the passing of Mike. But uh, we're moving on. He would want us to do that. That's what we're going to do. Uh, but we had to pay our tributes and respects. So shouts out to Mike Teglier and his family. You'll be deeply missed. I appreciate you all. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Do what you can to do your absolute best. Be compassionate. Go after your passions. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. I'll catch you next time. I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.